it episode 130 of the Keto for Women show. You're listening to the Keto for Women show. This podcast provides the tools you need to create your own expression of a healthy ketogenic lifestyle so you can stop obsessing and start living. I'm your host and nutritionist, Sean Miner. Now let's get on with the show. Hey, hey, friends. Welcome back. Thanks as always for joining me on this very special episode of Keto for Women. Why is it special? Well, first of all, guess who's back? Me, Kristen's back for this very special episode. It's also very special because I am going to be the one that's being interviewed for the first time ever here on the Keto for Women show. I have Kristen back here to interview me. Now, why am I being interviewed for this episode? Because... Because you're super interesting. I'm very interesting. I have a lot to say, as I think everybody knows here on the show, but also... Because it is the final episode of the Keto for Women show. The final new episode of the Keto for Women show, I guess I should say. And I think that a lot of you probably have seen this coming. You knew that this was coming to a close, especially since I started a new podcast over at Unstuck. And I am kind of transitioning my business to help those women that also want to move beyond just diet and nutrition and the external factors, but really do want to focus more on the uh, mental and emotional healing that needs to happen to be a truly healthy and happy woman, which is my ultimate goal has always been my passion. And really, as that progresses, then my business shifts and what I talk about shifts. So I think a lot of you have seen this coming. I have spent so much time here talking about keto and there's so many great episodes in the books that will remain live and available to you forever. So that is uh, definitely a good resource to come back to. But now it's time to move on. And so with this new chapter, I wanted to make sure that the old chapter comes to a close appropriately. And so I think that means really being open and honest and just talking about this transition and even my past few, gosh, I guess now it's been three years, specifically teaching keto in the nutrition world and just everything that I've learned, that I've come across, what I like, what I don't like, um, all that stuff. So that's what we're going to do here today on this last episode, 130. It's so perfect to end after 130 episodes just about keto for women. That's a lot. That is a lot. So now we're doing it. All right. So should we go right into it? I'd say. I think Kristen has a few questions that she has prepared. Just I kind of think based on what she wants to know herself and also just <laughs> what she can determine uh, from your own perspective as a listener, things that maybe I haven't shared or that you, I need to expand on before I do make this transition. So she has some really good questions prepared, but I also think it'll just kind of flow and be a conversation. Yeah, well, I think I've, I get sneak peeks here and there of what folks are asking you on Instagram. So I have kind mm-hmm. of a good feel of of what people are wondering. And mm-hmm. yeah, you're right. I've I've had a lot of questions over the last I don't know, six months or so as we've started to transition your business a little bit. So yep. yeah, I think it'll be interesting to hear a little more and yeah, let you dive in, share your thoughts. Let's so do it. How does it feel? Um, it feels amazing. It feels, it's so interesting. There's this whole, I guess, probably in the past, I guess it has been six months. Really, we started really trying to make this transition and doing some um, kind of exploration and some brainstorming on this transition back in the summer. And so the past six months have been riddled with emotion. So much of it is it's just like excitement. It's joy. It's just this, you know, I've talked a lot in the past few episodes about intuition, um, specifically as it relates to intuitive eating. Of course, we are a nutrition podcast, but really intuition and being guided by your intuition is so much more than just with the food you put on your plate. And I've really, in the past few years, tried to use my intuition to guide my choices. And you know, it's it's hard. It's forever a practice. But 
with this particular decision to make this move, it was completely intuitive based because, I mean, to be honest, if I were going by my ego or going by what the right, quote unquote, right thing to do for my business would be, I would stay right where I was because it was comfortable. It was comfortable. It was successful. It was, um, I was helping a lot of women. So I had, I had all of it, but it was no longer fulfilling me. Mm -hmm. And I was feeling very complacent. I was feeling like there was so much more that I wasn't sharing. Like I felt almost like I had like a double life almost. Like I was sharing so much about keto and nutrition and supplements and all this stuff. But then I really also have this other piece of me that has been here this whole time that's like, this isn't it. This isn't it. This isn't it. You have to do more. You have to do more. So I finally, like, I felt this completion when it came to keto, like everything I possibly know, I've put out there. Yeah. You've said all that you've that you need multiple to say. times. Right. <laughs> um, so I've said it all. It's all out there in the world. It's helping a lot of women still to this day. There are new people that find this podcast every single day still, which I'm grateful for. But it wasn't right for me anymore. And not because of um, keto or anything like that necessarily just where my passion lies. And I am just the kind of person I will probably always do this. I'll probably always continue to expand and grow and start talking about new things as I, as a person, expand and grow. My entire business has been based on what has worked and not worked for me. And then I feel like, oh my gosh, I think this could help other people. Well, I would say too, because I've watched you over the, uh, what, five or so years. And I think what's worked and not worked for you, but also what's worked and not worked for your clients and the people you work with. Right. Right. Yeah. So if we take a step back and look kind of at your whole arc here, like you started out in fitness, mm-hmm. right? And you're you're teaching people to move their bodies and move better and get into shape. But then what happened? Then it's like, okay, well, that's one piece. Yeah. Like, what did you notice with your clients? Well, it's I mean, it's the same same story over and over again. It was like, then they would focus on fitness. They would get in about as good as shape as they could working with me and doing the things that I was giving them to do. But then there's a certain point where you just can only get so far because you haven't worked on your nutrition. You haven't figured out what's really going on in your body. You haven't worked on your mindset. So you don't know what's keeping you from being able to tackle these goals Mm -hmm. and to have Mm -hmm. the motivation because there's stories behind all of that. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you constantly are hitting a wall. Yeah. So I hit a wall with my personal training clients where like, yeah, they were doing great. They were meeting me the amount of times that they needed to meet me. A lot of times they would fall off, you know, like there's all that stuff that happens in the personal training world. But then it was like, okay, so now maybe if I can help them with their nutrition and their personal training. Mm -hmm. And so then I get into nutrition. And then of course, I'm like, go deep into that rabbit hole that is nutrition and all of the, you know, different paths that you can go with that. But then again, I'm teaching nutrition. I found keto. It worked wonders for me. It's worked wonders for a lot of my clients. Um, And, you know, a lot of the women out here listening, it's worked wonders um, for as well. But then there's still this wall. Mm-hmm. that we hit. We can do as much as we possibly can by getting into a ketogenic state, uh, adding in some really healthy movement, taking the supplements, maybe figuring out the state of your hormones and um, working on your stress management and all these things that we teach here on the Keto for Women show. But then there's still that wall, no matter what you do and no matter how you dig. And it's even it's almost unfortunate too, because there's so much effort like mm-hmm. there it is just riddled with effort to try to get even up to that wall but then once you get there then you're like okay now I really have to do all the other things to get past this wall and you just can't you just can't it's always going to be there because you still have to figure out what's keeping you from you know either being able to lose weight that you need to lose or to stop um, self-sabotage or to stop binge eating or to even just hit your goals or to figure out why you are so stressed and you literally can't get out of this stress hole Mm -hmm. that you've built for yourself. Yeah. Like there's so many reasons, like everything that we've talked about here on the Keto for Women show, there are so many reasons in your mental and emotional state that's keeping you from being able to fully do 
what we talk about here on the Keto for Women show. And so as these 130 episodes are unfolding, and I'm talking about all this stuff that's specific to women's health, I'm still feeling like, yeah, but... (laughs) You know, like, like keto can only take you so far. Yeah, keto, Every, There's always like everything can only take you so far. So you kind of need the whole package. Like you have to complete the puzzle. Yeah. You absolutely have to complete the puzzle. And it's doing, I basically started feeling like I'm doing you, the listener, a disservice because I'm not completing that puzzle for you. And I know the, at least for me, how I completed that puzzle. And I know for a lot of other people in my own circle, and especially now that I am teaching the mindset work more intentionally, I know how to complete that puzzle. It's just a matter of being able to teach it. Well, that actually segues nicely into my next question is for you personally, because you, you, you know, you did keto because you had some major health issues you were battling a couple of years ago, Mm -hmm. and it worked wonders in helping you heal. But then I think it was two summers ago, you started to think you were thinking about, well, I don't really need to eat 100% keto all the time anymore because I feel really great. So you started dabbling in introducing a little more carb or based on your activity level and your workouts and um, kind of relearning how to eat um, not as, I guess, restrictively mm-hmm. as a specific quote unquote diet or protocol. So then how does that, how did you evolve from personally, how did you evolve from going from keto to then dabbling in mindset and then wanting to teach that once you learned it for yourself or how how did that inspire you to evolve to this? Yeah, well, I think I've talked about this before, but I don't think I've put enough emphasis on this and that when I started keto, it was basically the same bottom basement level. I will never forget the day. I think I've told the Stitch Fix story here. I know I have back in the archives the my like moment of just total bottom basement low that same day the next day actually i started keto and i started mindset work like literally within the same day i started acceptance you know working on my acceptance working on my positivity um you know getting my emotional vibration up and just accepting what was and trying to stay in the present what was the stick stitch fix moment you don't know the Stitch Fix No, story? I don't. Well, okay, I'll tell a very br- abbreviated Give version. Give us the Cliff Notes version. But For the, those of us who don't know. Really, basically what it was is I was um, just had resigned to the fact that I was going to be a larger size than I had ever been because, uh, you know, everyone knows I'd gained 35, 40 pounds of random weight within about eight months and I had no clothes. Mm-hmm. So I just resigned to the fact that, okay, this is how it's going to be. Before that, basically what I was trying to do was just like make the clothes that I did have kind of work, which doesn't work when you're like literally three sizes bigger. Yeah, it's like uncomfortable. You feel self-conscious yeah. about it. Yeah, yeah. And, it's, and so then my next step was like, fine, I'll just go to Target and buy some really cheap stuff that like, so when I do lose this weight, I won't mind just throwing this stuff away. But that didn't happen either. I was still holding on to uh, the extra weight. So then finally I was like, okay, I'm going to find some a few nice outfits that I feel good in in this new size. So I decided to do Stitch Fix. Mm-hmm. And I had done it. I actually had never done it before, but I had created an account. So I had all of the sizes from before saved mm-hmm. in my Stitch Fix. And of course, they were like my normal sizes um, that I had been my entire life. And so I had to see that and then change them all to be this new size, which was two to three sizes bigger than that size. Mm -hmm. And so that totally sent me into this like massive emotional spiral. I spent the entire day. It was a Sunday morning. I spent the entire day in bed crying like all day. But that was my moment. Like that day was my moment because it changed everything. The next day, I was I just was like, okay, this is how it's going to be. I'm okay with this. I ordered the clothes. I got back on Stitch Fix, ordered the clothes, and started my acceptance practice. But wait, so how do you go from point A to point B, though, from like crying in your bed all day to waking up the next day and you're like, all right. I know. I don't know. Something just clicked, huh? Yeah. It's totally one of those. um, I I hate to almost use this word because I think there's a lot of um, pull, weird pull to it, but it was like a spiritual thing. It was just like this like... And I'm not religious. I don't t- think that spirituality means religion by mm-hmm. any means. Yeah. I don't connect it to that at all. It just means that something beyond what's inside of you 
happens Mm -hmm. (laughs) in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Like there's some sort of alternate force. And for me, that's what it was because it's like I cried it all out. I cried out every negative emotion I had stored up and I was open. Like I was ready to receive something different. And what came in was light. You know, it was like positivity in a way of just like, I want my life back. And like, that's what I've always said, that this process, when I started to do both um, keto and this mindset work that I started at the same time, I wanted my life back. I didn't want to spend another Sunday in bed crying ever again. Like I had turned in this person, you know, I'm a very positive person. I turned into this person. I'm not. And it was wrecking my life. Um, so I just like, I want to hang out with my friends again. I want to hang out with my family again. I want to be happy. I don't want to cry anymore. And so that's like this light bulb moment that I had. So Mm -hmm, like, mm -hmm. if it means that I have to stitch fix some sizes that are way bigger, that's what it means. But I'm still going to find clothes that I feel comfortable in and I'm going to go rock them and I'm going to get my life back. (laughs) So That's, I think, what a lot of people don't realize is basically I had the choice because I had two things that um, um, helped me immensely in that bottom basement moment, which was keto. Like I said, I went keto because I wanted initially just to get rid of some of these symptoms. Like it was not to lose the weight. I had accepted that that was what I was going to be. It wasn't that. It was because I wanted the energy to go get my life back, which I didn't have at the time. And So I started keto and I started this mindset practice and I went full in with both. And so once I really realized how much this was working for myself, that's when I was like, oh, I could make keto part of my nutrition practice because I was already a nutritionist. It fell right into alignment with what I was doing and teaching what I wanted my business to look like. But I could have also at that time just as easily gone and started teaching mindset because I believed it so wholeheartedly back mm-hmm. then. And I saw it work so quickly for me. Well, so how did you find that? Because I can see how you can go down the, the Google rabbit hole when you're chasing, you know, symptoms or, or what to do for protocols to feel better, how a lot of the nutrition and diet stuff is the first to show up in the mm-hmm. search results. But then how do you find mindset? Like, how did you even know what that was? Or how did you get into that part of it? And why did you know it was important? I really wish that I remembered my first, uh, you know what I think it was actually? I think it was Sean Croxton in one of his, I think that they were called at the end, they were called Sean Croxton Sessions, a podcast. Is that mm. what they were called? I don't remember. So for anyone who doesn't know, Sean Croxton had a podcast. He's got podcasts now, I think, but he had an old one called Underground Wellness. And then it turned into The Sessions, I think, or yeah. something like that. And I listened to that pretty religiously, like that whole, all of his uh, podcasts, and he Mm -hmm. still has them out. They're different. They're like 10 minute motivational ones Mm -hmm. once a day or something. But it was something I think that he had on there that was um, just about mindset work. It was, he did a lot of that talk, Mm -hmm. kind of talk back then. And so I actually think it was someone, like it might have been Jen Sincero that he had on because she still is like my favorite. Mm-hmm. I think that might have actually been my introduction to her. Mm. And I listened to the podcast and I was like, huh, this kind of sounds interesting. Um, but it didn't, it wasn't like, oh, I need to read this in order to get my mindset right. It was like, I need to feel more positive. Mm-hmm. Like I need help in figuring out how to get out of this hole. Yeah. Like who can help tell me how to um, just not be so negative to myself and not have such negative thoughts and be able to think and just ex- be more accepting of what's going on. Mm-hmm. That was my original thought. And then it turned into, oh, well, there's a lot more to this. It just basically expanded. Yeah. You keep reading more and more. So Jin Shinchero's book is? You Are a Badass. I still read it to this day. I think I've mentioned it several times here. If not, I definitely have mentioned it over on Unstuck. It's got to be your most recommended book. Oh, I hear for you sure. recommend it all the time. I think it's so yeah. great. It's super fun, too. She's funny. But that was really my first intro. And I think in there, she talks about Abraham Hicks. And I think I was also listening to Jess Lively, the Lively show at the time, who I just randomly found through uh, like a, someone else recommended her podcast. 
So I was listening to all these things. It was like they were already there in my sphere. I just hadn't been paying attention until this light bulb moment. And I was like, oh, I should probably like actually do this. Like I should probably start paying more attention and do the work and actually let it resonate and sit within me. And so I did. And then it expanded to Abraham Hicks, asking it is given, and then all the other Abraham Hicks stuff. And it's still going. (laughs) Gabrielle Bernstein, Universe Has Your Back. But I this still what I am reading and, and learning myself along the way too, but then now teaching. And I just I think what I really want people to know is that yes, keto, I will always say that keto helped save my life, seriously. Like as far as I think I would have still been sick if I hadn't gone to that degree with my health or sorry, with my diet. But at the same time, that wasn't all I was doing. It wasn't like all I had to do was go to keto and my puzzle was complete. Mm-hmm. It was like I had a lot more to the story that I had to do. And you know what? I don't even know if my puzzle is complete. I know that I feel really good right now and I have maintained this level of health, both physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually for like two, I'd say two years now without any major issue. So I know that I'm still headed in the right direction, but I don't know if you ever know if your puzzle is complete, but you keep doing the work. And I haven't stopped doing any of this yeah, work. Yeah, f- well, you can't. It is a practice, right? You can't. you can't stop because if you do, you you tend to go right back back down the hill. Yeah, and you know, uh, I know I've talked a lot here about how keto was a very intuitive thing for me at the time. And it really did teach me how to eat intuitively. I don't think that I could do it if I hadn't had keto as the bridge because I would have still been kind of dominated by my blood sugar and having these weird blood sugar swings that I had prior to keto and not knowing how to totally fuel myself, still trying to like eat not as many calories as I needed and just down that rabbit hole. So going through this whole process taught me how to eat intuitively and I, I am forever grateful for that. And I think that a lot of women can attest to that too. And if you're someone who wants to have keto help you with that, that's what happens in the Fat Burning Female Project, um, which is my keto class. Which isn't going anywhere. I think which it's is, important yes, to say. Side note, is not going anywhere. It is forever available on seanminer.com. Still a great resource. Fabulous resource. Literally everything I've learned in my time as a keto nutritionist is in that class and teaching over 2,000 women uh, how to do keto for them. Not for anybody else, but for that person. Well, so that's interesting because you keep mentioning, you know, the intuitive aspect. And that's one of the things that makes you very different. Over the last couple of years, now that keto has really come to a peak in terms of its fadness, its popularity, like how how has it evolved since you first dabbled in it and it was you know, not exactly a well-known thing. Like what, what has evolved and kind of what are, what are the pros and cons with it now, as you see it now that it's popular? You know, it's, it's so hard because I'm in some aspects, I'm happy that it has gotten so popular because that means that people are taking this initiative towards their health. But we know when things get popular, the like health aspect is completely stripped away. And it this is really what started making it feel um, very hard to talk about keto for me was because it had become a fad and it had become based on weight loss. And you know, all the major companies have now gotten a hold of it. There's like keto slim fast shakes and just terrible. And so when I started, as you all know, I started this as a healing protocol for myself. Never did I think of it as a diet. I was literally trying to heal my body. And I was basically just trying to get more energy and reduce my inflammation so I could be a normal human. Little did I know it actually be a very big part of the overall healing of my entire body and get me to this place of of newfound health but along that process it as it became more popular i guess it just became harder and harder and harder and harder for me to promote the healing protocol aspect of keto and not the quick weight loss mm. um like quick fixed mentality 
diet hardcore, you know, it's like once the diet industry gets a hold of something, people like me, it's an uphill battle and it you're up against a multi-billion dollar industry. And me as a holistic healthcare professional being like, no, don't do it that way. Do it this way so that you can heal your body. It's like, it's it's hard. Yeah. You know, I'm like a little tiny mouse squeaking away. And then there's this big giant like dinosaur yeah. with its um, thing. So that's really kind of the biggest thing that has happened over the past three years. And I'm not the only one that feels this way. All the people that were teaching keto, even well before me, like Jimmy Moore, Leanne Vogel, these people, they see it too. And it's very hard. It's a challenging thing to be up against. Um, So I think with that, uh, that's really, I guess, the biggest evolution. And then that's now a con. Like, I think it's a con to have to sift through the diet industry talk and be able to acknowledge like, okay, this is diet chatter and this is like holistic healing Mm -hmm. protocol talk. What's the difference between the two? And so many, we don't know. I mean, I think the people that listen to the Keto Foreman show are a lot more inquisitive of that and can potentially decipher the difference, but the general public doesn't. And so then they're now doing this crash diet or, um, you know, picking up the slim fast shakes that are keto approved and eating or drinking, I guess, <laughs> complete chemical shitstorm. And um like that's a that's a huge issue and not, you know, basically damaging their bodies further. Damaging their bodies, but then damaging the reputation of what could be a very exactly. powerful healing protocol. Yeah, it's unfortunate because I feel like if we could have had a little bit more time, you know, the people that are in this holistic health space could have had a little bit more time teaching keto as like, almost as if it were like a supplement, (laughs) you know, like something where it's something you add in for healing benefits. And these are the healing benefits. And then once you don't need those or those um, start, you know, have healed themselves or whatever, uh, then you can manage it. And these are some different ways to add back in different foods or whatever. But if we had more time, I think it could have been very different. But it was like, all of a sudden, keto, it was I think it was even just maybe two years ago that it was like the thing to do January 1st of maybe it was 2018 or something. So we didn't have much time. And then all of a sudden, it was swept away by the diet industry. And I don't know what will happen in the future. I it's a fad now. Um, I hate to say it, but it seems like that. It feels like it because it's on all the major um, magazine covers and yeah. like all the celebrities are doing it. And so as soon as it gets to be that, uh, it's a little scary as to what will happen after. But my hope is that it can, you know, once this spotlight is off of it, it can go back to the healing protocol that it is. And we can start putting the emphasis back on healing your blood sugar. Like it's great for diabetics. It's great for insulin resistance. Like putting the stuff back on that and um, for regulating your immune system, uh, healing inflammation, and put it more of the focus on the quality of the food and what kinds of foods you should be eating. And most importantly, how to do it for your body. And not like, oh, just drink this shake, eat this bar, have this keto cookie. Or follow this like super follow rigid this, plan. Yeah, follow this thousand yeah. calorie a day plan. Like it is, it's really bad. I am so thrilled about our partner for today's episode of the Keto for Women show. Literally one of my absolute favorite brands of all time for so many reasons. Thank you to Alter Eco for sponsoring this episode. Y'all know by now that chocolate is my very favorite food and something I eat every day. What you may not know is that the only brand I eat these days is Alter Eco. First of all, their chocolate is the absolute best. They believe in using only clean, minimally processed ingredients, ones that you can actually pronounce when you look at the ingredient label, and never use artificial flavors, soy, palm oil, refined sugar, or fake sweeteners. They have low-sugar, keto-friendly options that are so good, too. 85% dark chocolate bars, 90% dark chocolate bars, 90% mint chocolate bars that are my favorite thing of all time, and even dark chocolate truffles and coconut clusters. 
all make for the perfect low sugar dessert or snack. The other reason I love Alter Eco is because of their values and ethics as a company. What a lot of people don't know about the chocolate industry is the terrible ethical issues involved in that industry. Very poor treatment of farmers, child labor, unfair wages and practices. It's bad. As soon as I found this out a few years ago, I made a pact with myself to only support chocolate brands that were doing the right thing, and Alter Eco is one of the few out there doing so. They source their cocoa from Ecuador, Peru, and the Dominican Republic and firmly believe that cocoa should be produced in a way that is sustainable and fair for the farmers who produce it. They pay all of their farmers a fair and living wage. On top of that, Alter Eco contributes an additional percentage of sales each year called fair trade premiums, which are sent back to the co-ops that they partner with and reinvested into their communities. Such projects have included technical assistance, building schools, microloans, medical exams, and scholarships for children. Alter Eco never allows child labor to be used in their supply chain and chooses to purchase cacao from countries that are actively working to eliminate child labor. So these reasons alone are enough to support Alter Eco. But then once you've tried their chocolate, trust me, you will never, ever go back to anything else. Right now, Alter Eco is offering all Keto for Women listeners 25% off. That is huge, you guys, for chocolate. This is so cool. Go to altericofoods.com. That's A-L-T-E-R-E-C-O foods.com and use the code Keto for Women. Stock up, ladies. This is big. 25% off when you use the code KETO4WOMEN at AlterEcoFoods.com. Have some coconut clusters, truffles, and bars around for the holiday season for both you and your guests. There is something for everyone over there. Go get your chocolate on. AlterEcoFoods.com. Keto for women, 25% off. I guess maybe the silver lining is that when something does become super popular, it also then gains interest in the scientific community. So a lot more studies are being Mm -hmm. done because back in the day, even just a couple of years ago, it was like all the studies were done on men. Mm -hmm. It was very narrow. So maybe now they're doing some more studies on women Mm -hmm. or a broader audience, maybe what it could be used for. And then hopefully then it trickles its way into more mainstream medicine. So then somebody's internist can be like, hey, your inflammation is really high. Let's try you know, keto diet, right? A healthy, like a healthy keto diet, not the slim fast version. Yeah, exactly. I think, you know, my hope would be that it does get more into the medical community, but then in this like whole foods approach and that like, that would be my dream. That would definitely be my dream because then it's getting into mainstream, but in this healing protocol way. And again, not from this uh, fad diet way. So uh, we'll see. I think for me, again, I will continue to talk about intuitive eating, I think, because the cool thing with that is that you get to decide. And that's really what I've always wanted from the day I started this podcast. I've said, you have to determine if this is right for you. And the when you can do that and we can make that how people are deciding their food choices from this place of intuition and not just like, I don't give a crap, <laughs> like that's different, very different from this place of intuition, then we are resistant to fad diets. We're resistant to the diet industry. We're resistant to anything that may happen in the future of like, oh, here's this next thing where you eat only carbs <laughs> or mm-hmm. only protein. You know, it's like it's going to come back around. There's going to be something completely different, like the celery juice thing, whatever that is. You're resistant to all of that because um, you know what is best for you. You are able to determine that on a daily basis and it might change daily. But the cool thing is that, and I think a lot of people that are listening hopefully have are trying to get to this place where uh, they intuitively know that keto is the right thing for them. So they're not doing it because it's what their friend did or what the diet industry is telling them to do. They're doing it because when they eat that higher fat, lower carbohydrate 
day or meal or whatever it is, they feel amazing and their body is like, oh yeah, I want more of this. Like that's what I want people to do. That's what I did for myself. And that's how I knew when I was done. Like it just didn't feel necessary anymore. It felt right to start adding in more sweet potatoes, more fruit, uh, lowering down the fat content and just being more fluid Mm -hmm. every day. And that's how I knew. And I felt just as good when I did that, if not better. And I still do feel really great. And I haven't been in ketosis for over a year now. Uh, But that's what I want, because then it doesn't even matter. You don't even have to test ketones or any of that. All of that rigidity is gone because you know what is working for you. So as a nutritionist, yes, I will still be talking about this kind of thing when it comes to nutrition. I love talking about food, but it will be more so teaching how to determine what's right for you. Mm -hmm. So that's how it will change for me in my future. Mm -hmm. Cool. Why do you think that's so hard for people? Because they've never done it. I mean, for me, like, think about it. We probably, as a society, haven't eaten intuitively, at least as women who were trending towards the diet thing. Like, you and I were just talking about this the other day. Uh, Since, like, high school, maybe even, like, for me, it was middle school when I was first like, oh, I should probably not eat any fat or, you know, just, like, heard the diet chatter Mm -hmm. and took it in as my own. Mm -hmm. So it's been a long time since anyone has just thought more about what do I want to eat. So we're not used to doing it. We're used to outside influence telling us Mm -hmm. what to do. Yeah, Um, there's like a big sense of like disempowerment. Like we don't know what's best mm -hmm. for ourselves. We need to look to outside sources to know what's best. Which is exactly why the diet industry is like a $82 billion industry that they want us to think that. And we've taken it to heart for the past 20, 30, 40, 50, 60 years. (laughs) And so when you have lost that connection, then you think, I need help. I can't can't trust myself with this. Mm -hmm. If I do... uh, allow myself to eat whatever I want, then I'm going to eat Twinkies and Ho-Hos and candy and donuts all day. Or I have to follow this plan exactly how it's written or else yeah. it's not going to work. Right. And we also, that comes from being told, being brainwashed, that it all comes down to your food to mm-hmm. lose or gain weight. And that it's a black and white thing mm-hmm. or what is like calorie in, calorie out kind of yep. thing where it's like, it's so different for different people. We're all different. <laughs> it's like... There's absolutely zero equation that we all could follow that would work for all of us. So that's just not true. And but yeah, we've been taught that. So there's that. And um, so we have no internal connection to know what we do and don't want. And when we are or are not full, like a lot of people don't even feel hunger and satiety anymore because they're completely disconnected with their own bodies. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did. There was a episode I did a few weeks ago about how to reconnect with your body. If you haven't listened to that and you feel like that might be a problem, go back and check that out. So there's just a multitude of reasons why it's so hard. But the funny thing is, is that it is once you allow it, you know, I guess, uh, learn, understand and allow. It's the easiest thing in the world. It couldn't be easier because you just you have the knowing that you've never had or not since you were eight years old that you had this knowing of, okay, I'm done eating. I'm not hungry anymore. This sounds good. This doesn't. I don't want this. I do. It's simple. It's like the simplest thing in the world to be like, what do I feel like eating right now? How hungry am I? Am I totally satisfied or do I need to get another plate of food? Do I want this dessert or don't I? Is it Does it taste as good as I think it should or not? Is this really what I want? I mean, there's a lot of questions, but you know, it's kind of, I think, easy to grasp once you're ready. Yeah. Sure. I think that's the hardest part is a lot of people aren't ready because yeah. they don't have that trust. Well, there's there's a lot of fear of messing up. And I think once you open yourself to experimenting a little bit and realizing that if you screw up or do something that doesn't feel so great one day that you wake up the next day and you're still alive and okay, mm-hmm. and let's try it again. Yeah. It becomes kind of fun to, right. to be to like experiment on yourself. And see yeah. what makes you feel good and what doesn't. And-, and really, I think if we're being totally honest with ourselves, we have a fear that of gaining weight. Of you know, I think that's one of the biggest fears would be fear of gaining weight and or fear of making yourself fear of making yourself sick. 
Mm. Some, you know, having some symptoms come back or something like that. But we have to work to understand that that fear is within our control. We're choosing to be afraid, which means we can also choose not to be afraid. And this is where mindset work comes in too. When you have a block to any of this, whether it's eating intuitively, having a fear of gaining weight, having a fear of getting sick, whatever that is, you, there's some work to do there. There's some mindset work that will make it a lot easier if you start from square one, which is why am I thinking this way? What is, where's this coming from? How long have I been thinking this way? What kind of emotion is this bringing up for me? Like just being more insightful and more aware of what you're thinking and why when it comes to your food choices, but really all of life, which is what we talk about in Unstuck. But once you just even start having more of that and doing that work first, then intuitive eating is almost the next step because then you're so much more aware is always the best word to use for some reason. You're so much more aware of why you do what you do, why you think what you think, how it affects you, um, why you react the way you react. You have all that and then you know it's all within your own control. You're choosing all of these paths. And so if you're cho- if you want to choose to be on a diet, then you can just as easily choose to not be on a diet. It's yeah. that easy. Yeah. So that's that's what we talk about over there. <laughs> well, so <laughs> for your ladies that listen, you know them all pretty well. So for mindset stuff, uh, it can be a tough sell, right? Yes. Um, a lot of people just don't want to go there. But what would you tell them if you were, you know, riding up an elevator real quick? what would you say to try to get someone interested in digging into this kind of thing? I would tell them that you basically have no choice. (laughs) If I have to be totally blunt and honest with you, if you really truly, and I know my listeners are here because they want to be really truly healthy and happy and have these awesome lives. And if that's what you want, then you have to look deeper. You cannot keep doing. You're like on this hamster wheel. You're on this hamster wheel that you are never going to get off until you are ready to take a deeper look. And guess what? It's not that bad. It's actually kind of fun and it's very empowering. It's not that bad. It is almost like it's almost like a good addiction. Once you get started, you're like, oh my gosh, I really do have so much more control over my life and I can really take this in any direction I want to go. And maybe things don't have to be so bad. If anything, it gives you hope and power and freedom and joy. Like, Who doesn't want to feel a little bit more positive? It seems like a no-brainer, but why do you think there's so much resistance? I think because it's not tangible. It's not like, oh, do the keto diet for six weeks and you'll lose 20 pounds, which also doesn't happen. But people can claim that because it happened to one person. So then they claim that. And there we go. Marketing made simple, basically. Uh, By the way, I've never said that. It's not true. Uh, But with mindset work, it's not like, oh, just work on your mindset for a month and then you'll you'll have a a million dollars in your bank account. Like, no, nobody knows what's going to happen because nobody knows your situation. Of course, it's the same thing that goes with everything. It's all about you and what's going on with you, how well you do the work, how it affects you, all that stuff. So there isn't any like guarantee that I can give you other than you're going to feel like a different person. You're going to be a heck of a lot happier. Like, and, and, by way of that, more goodness is going to come into your life. Like I can pretty much stamp that with a guarantee if you do the work. Um, And what I really want, because I know we're very health conscious here, health-minded people that listen to the Keto for Women show, I want women to understand how essential, like not even remotely um, an option, it is. It's like sleep. To do mindset work. Or water. It is like, it is. It really, truly is essential. This episode of the Keto for Women show is sponsored by Care Of. 
Care Of is a wellness brand that makes it easy to get the right vitamins, supplements, and protein powders for your specific needs. Whether you're looking for glowing skin, more energy, better sleep, or something to support your health and fitness routine, Care Of helps you build and stick with a plan that's right for you. As the holidays approach and things start getting busier, adding some extra support for energy, immunity, and stress can help you find balance and stay healthy this season. You just take a short, fun five-minute quiz and answer easy questions about your diet, lifestyle, and health needs. I was blown away with how thoughtful the quiz questions were and how accurate the results are. It knew exactly what I needed right now, which was both energy and mood support. Your care of order gets shipped right to your door in convenient daily packs perfect for a busy, on-the-go lifestyle. Just throw a couple in your suitcase when traveling or one in your bag on the way to the gym every morning. You'll never forget to take your supplements again. They even have your name and a fun fact printed on them. They're so cute. For me, the best part about Care Of is how easy they make it to see where they source their ingredients from and ensure only the highest quality products, something that is very, very hard to find in the supplement industry. That's why I love Care Of so much. For 25% off your first Care Of order, go to TakeCareOf.com and enter the code KETO, the number four women. That's 25% off your first order at TakeCareOf.com with the code KETO, the number four women. So what would you say to the lady that says, Sean, I've got three kids. I work a full-time job. I've got two dogs, a husband. (laughs) Or whatever. Those dogs really take a lot of work. A yard that has to be mowed. I don't have time for this. I'm. I legit don't. I. I can barely get five hours of sleep a night. What? I don't have time for this. You know what doesn't take time? Thinking a different thought. Ooh. You're already thinking one thought. You could just think a different thought. And not only is that going to not take any extra time out of your day, but it's going to make your day so much smoother like so much smoother to the point that I would actually say it would give you a little bit extra time (laughs) because things aren't going to go haywire. They're going to go smoothly. You're going to have these positive thoughts. You're going to feel better. And hey, you might even have some extra five minutes for self-care at night. That would be great, right? Take a little bath, do your nails, read a book, listen to music, something like that just for yourself. Mm. So yeah, I think that's probably one of the... I'd say two or three biggest resistance tactics is time. What are the other two? Uh, I would say fear. Of? Of, uh, I'd say kind of the unknown slash the bad. Like people don't want to know why they do what they do because they know it's bad. What is that like the shadow side, shadow self or something? Yeah, well, I mean, it's, yeah. It's like people are uncomfortable with a side of themselves that they may not like or something. Yeah, they... And it might even be that they know that there is a reason why and maybe it is a was a difficult situation that they never dealt with and so they stuffed it. Mm. And so to have to go back to that hard thing and deal with it is not fun. Yeah. <laughs> like nobody likes to do that. But what people don't understand is that on the other side of that is the best feeling in the world. It's just like freedom from that. So it does take and can be a little intense. It can be a little tough at times, but there's a reason for that. You know, it's it's very similar to like having to give up all your favorite foods in order to go keto. That's like, yeah, that's not easy either. But for some reason, we'd rather do that or that seems more doable than taking a little bit of time to think back to why you are the person that you are. Like what shaped you mm-hmm. um, or what could be weighing you down? Yeah. So I think that is the second one is that fear or just like the hard aspect. And then the third one is um, the woo woo. Like I think people think it's like woo woo, <laughs> you know, like it's just out there. It doesn't actually work. It's not actually a thing. All you have to do is complete is continue to push, 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 grind, grind, grind get all upset in your life and maybe things will turn around. Just try a little harder. 
try a little harder. You know, I think people aren't willing to see that maybe there is some work they need to do, that maybe they do need to go back to their childhood and see what really happened, that maybe there is some um, kind of system that happens when you do think a negative thought versus thinking a positive thought. Maybe Mm -hmm. there is something that goes on in your physical body that makes you sick versus well. Mm-hmm. I think it isn't, again, it's not tangible. It's not like you can see this thing happening or see how a negative thought could impact you versus a positive thought. But it's there. And until you, I think, um, first have to be willing to try it and then experience it, all it takes is one experience and you're like hooked. But you have to get past the resistance to get to that first experience, you know, be open to to trying it, get to that first experience. That's all it takes. And it's like you're forever a believer. And you don't care if it's woo-woo. You don't care if think, people think you're crazy. You're like, cool, you just keep doing what you're doing. I'm over here feeling great and living this amazing life. So I'm just going to keep doing the woo-woo if that's what it's called. Uh, and that's where I am at. I'm like, I don't really necessarily consider myself a woo-woo person, but then here I am talking about some things that I think other people would consider that. And I'm like, well, I'm just going to keep talking about it. Man, I got to say though, woo-woo on the spectrum of woo-woo, I feel like mindset work is like far, far to the left, if even on the spectrum. You know, we're well, not like talking about Reiki or crystal readings or... No, but I do believe all, in I mean, all that stuff. <laughs> but still, like mindset stuff, I mean, it's not, I would say that the grind, grind, grind is a modern problem. Like that hasn't been around for human history. We were, we used to be a lot better at quiet breathing, like awareness, taking time in nature, all those aspects of centering yourself, grounding yourself. That's like, I would say, I mean, I'm not educated in this at all, but I would suspect we have done that far longer centuries and centuries as humans versus this modern issue that we have of like go 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 busy like technology everywhere interruptions distractions Mm -hmm. oh yeah it's definitely that kind of stuff is definitely a modern problem but what is really at the heart of all that is energy and i think that's where it can get what do you mean energy like all things every single thing out there being vibrating energy and having different frequencies and if you're trying to get to a higher frequency to have a more positive aspect. Like that's really, I think, where some of the woo-woo stuff can come in is when you, and you even think this too, I know, just in having more positivity in your life. Like even just going out in nature, like it's lifting your your spirits, it's lifting your mood. Not only that, but you are absorbing the natural vibration of the earth and everything that is in nature. And that's all vibrating energy, which means it increases your vibration. Mm -hmm. And then if you are like sitting, staring at your computer and then you go into bad traffic and then you go home and stare at the TV, like that's a low vibe place. You're putting yourself into this low vibe place. It's not like your computer vibrates at this like amazingly high frequency. So, well, it does when the fan's running. Yes, true. (laughs) Funny. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, if we really dive in and I do want to make that stuff clear and I do talk about that kind of thing occasionally on the Unstuck podcast because I want people to understand at least to a very basic level that kind of thing about why this all works and why you do leave a day in nature feeling like a different person like you feel well that's it's a good point like to stay open-minded because sometimes there is stuff that you just can't explain but you know it to be Mm -hmm. true like the nature stuff you just know it to be true but you also there are also some cool stuff that does prove the vibrational attraction stuff Mm -hmm. like like that clock remember we read that thing about the clocks oh yeah there's like right i don't know a long time ago some clock shop guy was working on clocks and they were the kind where the I don't know if it's like a pendulum or something when they swing back and forth mm-hmm. and they were all swinging at different rates or whatever. I don't know how to, they're t- all I'm not swinging differently. Well. No, yeah. That's right. Swinging differently. And then by the next day or two days later, they were all swinging in tan, like in. Yeah. Like all of their vibrating energies had yeah. basically combined or, you know, they've been feeding off each other's energies to all swing at the same 
speed. Yeah. Like there is science to that's this. That's amazing. To which think is about. cool. Oh, we yeah. don't even we just don't even know what we don't know at this point. So that's where it does take an open mind. And yeah. that's where I have to ask women to trust me, trust something beyond themselves and have an open mind and just try it. And this is what I say in the Unstuck podcast. I said it in the very first episode, I think, and I will continue to say it. It's like, even if you think I'm out there and crazy now, when I do start talking about this stuff, if you give it a chance and just go through the motions, like in every single episode, I give just a tiny little like action step to do. If you just do it, even if you don't believe it, even if you think it's crazy, if you just do it and see, just do it and see. What do you have to lose? What do you have to lose? I mean, you have so much to gain. You have nothing to lose except maybe like two minutes of your time. So, you know, it's free and it's free. Like the amount of information I am yeah, giving over there. That's the thing. Mindset work. You can do it all. You can do all of it. You don't need a specific meal plan. You don't need supplements. Even if you are a little strapped for cash or time. And time, you can do mindset work. That's the thing. It takes no extra income on your part to make that happen. All you have to do is go over and listen to Unstuck. Get started. Cool resource. It's the best. So what's next? Like, What can we expect from you in the coming months in 2020 and while you continue on with your transition? Yeah. So I really hope that everyone that is here uh, on the Keto for Women show and has been for any length of time will continue to hang out with me every Friday. I would love to continue the connection. I would love to continue helping you on your healing journey. Um, Again, keto is one piece of a puzzle that you need to continue working on. It doesn't end here. Uh, I don't end my work here. So all you have to do is head over to Unstuck. You can search for Unstuck anywhere you listen to podcasts, or you can even go to my website, seanminer.com, and look over uh, on there to find the episodes. Just continue to hang out with me and learn from me and take what you want, leave what you don't. It will all help you. I promise you it will help you. I promise, like really, like I said, you have no choice at this point if you want to expand to become the person that you want to be, no matter what that has to do with, whether it's health-wise, mentally, emotionally, physically, it will help you. So that is the first thing that will continue to happen. I will still be every Friday bringing out new stuff for you over on Unstuck. There will be a few more episodes of Keto for Women coming out that will be best of episodes and they will be a holiday specific. So you can stick around for those over here. But then that will end in the next few weeks and I will only be over on Unstuck. You can still, of course, follow me over on Instagram at Sean Miner and uh, Facebook, Sean Minor Health, and you can be notified of everything that I have going on there. And I have new stuff coming up. Uh, I've talked about the Empower Intensive coaching calls. I have monthly live coaching calls all about different topics. Every month is a completely different topic. So far, we've done diet ego, so kind of working on the beginning pieces of intuitive eating, which we will continue to do, body image, and self-sabotage. So those are available uh, as replays over on my website, Uh, but I will continue to do those every month up until this summer. Then we'll take a little summer break and start up again in the fall. So those will be coming up in January 2020 will be the next one. And my new class, Unstuck Project, my online eight-week course that is specifically designed and created for you because of all the work I have done with women in the keto community. This course was built for you guys. Uh, I just saw the need for mindset work as it relates to health and diet and weight and all that stuff. So I created uh, the mindset healing 
that needs to happen to go along with what you are doing as far as your healing protocols and trying to get totally well. So that is coming up. Also in January 2020, uh, we have a wait list, kind of like a VIP list. So you'll be the first to know when that project starts and you'll get any um, enrollment deals and early enrollment specials and all that stuff. If you go to seanminer.com slash unstuck, you can get on that and start working on the mindset part of your healing protocol because it all has to happen. And that's about it for now. Just a lot going on in a totally different uh, aspect, I guess. I'm excited about the freebies. You're up in your freebie game, we which I really like. So many new freebies. I like free stuff. <laughs> yes, we all like free stuff. I have a bunch of freebies. I have a quiz where you can find out basically basically, if you're a negative person or a positive person and if you're working on any of that stuff. So if any of the things that you do on a daily basis uh, bring up or bring down your vibration, so high vibe versus low vibe, really fun quiz. I really loved creating it. It's like a Cosmo quiz, but for adults. It's amazing. So you can find that on seanminer.com. I also have really beautiful wallpapers for your phone, tablet, laptop, desktop, whatever you want that are positive uh, emotion, I guess, just little positive They're little nuggets. nudges. Yeah. You you call them nudges. Yeah. I call them nuggets. They're visual nudges. At the same time. And guess who designed them? Courtesy of Kristen. Me. So if you like them, tell her, not me. No, just kidding. You can know. tell me and I'll relay the message. <laughs> it's okay. We don't need to know. Uh, yeah. So there are several you can choose from as of right now over on seanminer.com slash wallpapers. And once you get signed up there, then you have uh, unlimited access. You can change them as much as you want. You will be the first to know when new ones come up. They are completely free. All we want for you is to have something really beautiful to look at. I mean, no matter how uh, intentional and how present we are, we still have technology at the center of our day, no matter who you are. So to have something really beautiful that has a positive nudge for you, a positive affirmation on your phone, your computer, wherever you are most of the time, or all of them, it's really all we want is just to help you uh, get little friendly, beautiful reminders every single time you look at your phone and computer. And uh, yeah, we have a... F- the autopilot challenge. Oh, yes. The autopilot challenge. I almost forgot a brand new seven-day mini course, free mini course with me. I will help you for seven days turn off autopilot because I really think that autopilot is kind of one of our biggest issues as a society when it comes to lack of uh, awareness and lack of mindset, like having a positive mindset. Um, So really, if you want to get started, just a quick jump start into this to even see if it's something you're interested in, do this mini course and just see if it's something that you can bring into your life. It's fun. It's easy. It's like a few minutes a day worth of kind of thinking and connecting with yourself or other people. Uh, You'll really enjoy it. I really enjoyed creating it. And I think it's going to help so many women even just get a sense of how much they've lived their life on autopilot for the last very long time for many, many years. It is so easy to do. We get wrapped up in our to-do list and our just what we're used to doing every single day. We eat the same lunch. We take the same route to work. We do the same bedtime routine. And now we need to get off of that so that we can build awareness, which is like 70% of the overall mindset puzzle is just being more aware. And you cannot be aware if you are on autopilot. So that's coming up. You can find that at over on my website, seanminer.com. And that is it, I think. I think we covered it all. And yeah, I guess I just want to wrap it up by giving like the most gigantic hug, virtual hug to every single one of you out there. I know a lot of you have been listening from day one, every episode, all 130 episodes And that just blows my mind, Uh, the support and the encouragement and the positivity and just being so open with your stories and 
being so open, I guess, to my answers and to my guidance has meant everything in the world. I have loved every second of the Keto for Women journey and uh, just keto in general and being able to teach you all everything I know has been magical. So thank you all so, so much from the bottom of my heart for your support in these, what, two and a half years. I think it's actually been... I think I looked yesterday, 3.5 million downloads of this podcast. So you guys have been incredible. Thank you all so much. And I would just really love to continue to connect with you and see you over there on the Unstuck podcast so I can continue on in helping you with your healing journey. That would mean so much to me, and I know it would benefit you so, so much. Just give me a chance. Just give me like six to 10 episodes. That's not that much, right? They're actually, they're They're short. They're 30 minute episodes. That's only a few hours of your life. Yeah. Just give me a chance. There are some really good ones over there now to get you started. And like I said, new ones come out every Friday. We will see you over there. Cool. Well, thanks for letting me pop in on these hot seat episodes. Yeah, that was fun. Thank you for helping me. I was a huge uh, undertaking, but you did it. Success. It really wasn't that bad, but okay, good. You know, we had fun. It's fun. It's fun. Maybe you'll make a debut over on Unstuck someday. Well, I don't know about that. Maybe. I think I'm ready to retire it. my podcast career. All right, everybody. Again, thank you from the bottom of my heart. I've enjoyed every second of chatting with you all over the years, and I hope to continue to do that over on Unstuck. Again, all you have to do is go search wherever you're listening to this podcast right this very minute. Hit the search button, find Unstuck, hit subscribe, and we can continue on this journey together. I love you all. Take care. Bye.